I got for one week. You dropped the ball so hard, I felt it in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. The ball slowly sunk into the ocean along with the rest of your state. Yeah. And it's still better than living where you live. Oh, not for a while. I'm about to have some beachfront property. We had a Dave and Buster's, motherfucker. We we upgraded, bitch. I don't know if you should say that. It's a terrible Dave and Buster's. It's the worst one I've ever been to. We saw someone vaping in the Luigi's Mansion arcade game. She stuck her fucking face in as we were getting in the cabinet. Welcome to Five Boys, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Uh, I am your returning savior, the Dylan. I don't even care anymore. I'm sad. I did the, I did the, uh, I did the intro last week. I'm Blake. I know. I, I figured we were going to... Listen, Scotty, this is a new year. We're taking some of the, uh, some of the pressure off of you, taking some of that off your plate. Uh, why don't you tell everybody how much you like to shill? Oh, I shill <laughs> so hard. So how much did you shill uh, last night? How much did night? you shill at the ROH show? How is it to be sober at an ROH show? Tell no, me that first. <laughs> Firstly, wasn't. Secondly, uh, <laughs> you had a one event streak going and you broke it. God oh, damn one, it, Scotty! One event streak and that was it. Yeah. Well, you've got a new one event streak. You didn't have anything uh, at SmackDown. I didn't have anything at SmackDown because I left my wallet at home. And also, uh, what I believe your quote was: "All they have is Michelob Ultra and Bud Light." Bud Light. Yep. You it wasn't eat. great that you could get a little bottle of wine. <laughs> Just a baby bottle of wine, and that'll be fine. Um, I guess we should talk, since first segment's more WWE heavy, we should talk about sm- our SmackDown experience, Blake. Well, we went to SmackDown, and I... So we got there late. Um, we missed and that the was, one segment I wanted to see. We did miss the whole... We missed the intro involving heavy machinery, and I, that was when I realized that even when I'm going to see it live, I can't commit to watching an entire episode of WWE television. <laughs> Which, okay, can we just quickly cut away from more SmackDown experience to talk about Otis on a fucking moment of bliss or whatever it's called? Pretty lady! <laughs> because <sighs> I've heard the pr- I heard the pretty lady, but I hadn't watched it yet, so I assumed I assumed he would just come out and like cut a mini promo, being kind of goofy, like our truth. No, instead he was just like, "Yep, get the batter, bat, get the batter." <laughs> he was <laughs> not using words. Boom shakaloo, <laughs> shakaloo. <laughs> Isn't he engaged to Mandy Rose? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that explains it. That makes me like one hundred percent. Like, 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 shoot! Like, aren't they together? Aren't they an item? I hope. Isn't he hitting? Isn't he tapping that? I really hope they are, Mm because that makes me so happy. Um, That's why he dressed up as her for. That's why he dressed up as her for Halloween. Oh, that's right. Um. But yeah, I do think, Blake, I think the two guys behind us at SmackDown were taking lessons from Otis. Because usually, we had like a kid in front of us who had some very well-worded, like, let's go Joe, and like all that. 
Meanwhile, behind us were two guys that I swear to God, I could not tell you what they were yelling at the... It was just like, Go get that damn bride! Come on, man! <laughs> Boomhauer was behind us. He was like, come on, man, we're gonna beat that boy. Boom, Boomhauer was behind you in stereo. <laughs> Double Boomhauers. The problem is Boomhauer's actually a smart dude. These guys weren't that smart. The, I, you don't know you. You don't know them. I kept, no, I do. I kept making fun of them to a point where Blake had to lean over and be like, look, we don't want to get, like, murdered after this, so you need to ease up. And I was like, smudge, you going to do that to Mustafa Ali. <laughs> Which, I mean, By the way, speaking of someone who got murdered. Yeah. What was it like to watch a murder? I bet you were like, oh man, this is going to be a good match. And then Joe was like, hey, you want to you wanna feel uncomfortable for three minutes? Yeah. You know, I was so super psyched for that because the break right before all that happened, you had Joe walk into the ring and then boom, right there, right behind him. There he was, the man, the myth, the swollen legend, Ethan Carter III, making faces at the mirror. And so I was like, oh, cool, we're going to have, like, Joe versus EC3, maybe. No. Tried to do an EC3 chant. Didn't work. By the way, small, small, small aside, what was it like to hear Joe's awesome theme song over the, over, like, stadium speakers? Oh, it was oh, good. Oh, I okay. immediately started up the Joe chant for our section. Yeah, the bass was bumping. Okay, thank you. I just had to. Even, well, that, we kid, to- even that kid got involved with the Joe chant. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Da-da. The bass was bumping. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, that match was, well, not even match, murder. That wasn't a match. It never no. started. Yeah. Well, yep. like, because the way it was filmed for the, for television didn't know justice of how that man was thrown against the side <laughs> of the ring and just God. did a fucking backflip to sell it. The the sound that, like, a body makes smacking the LED boards that cover the, um, the, uh, the ring posts now yeah. is horrible. It was, here was my, and this is why I called it a match, and this was my favorite moment of the show, was when we brought Emily, because I'm a bad boyfriend, and she, and during isn't, that... Isn't, isn't she still pregnant? She is still pregnant, but I mean, I was like... You brought a... How, 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 how pregnant is she, Scotty? Not that pregnant. She's got, like, till May. How, how many months? So that's, that's like, four or five months? The baby can't hear yet, okay? So you decided to deafen it with Samoa Joe's music, <laughs> you bastard? No, here, here was my genuine thought. Wait, they still can't afford pyro, right? Because that was the only thing I could think of. Well, you're not taking your kid to an AEW show, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I leaned over. She leaned over to me during that and was like, "Wait, so I, d- does he win the match if the other guy's knocked out? Why? How? How did he win?" I'm like, "Baby, he didn't win. We just watched a guy get beat up for a few." And she's like, "Oh no, that's not good at all." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> yeah. I I I love Emily. She's such a sweet woman. <laughs> she's like, "What's happening?" I'm like a massacre. <laughs> and then, of course, we watched uh, on uh, apparently just Andrade now versus Rey Mysterio. He got the he got the uh, he got he the, got the Rusev treatment. Yeah, except except Andrade doesn't work 
The same way Rusev did. Like, no. Yeah. Cien Almas was like meant to be like, yes, I am like the best. Yeah. And then they were like, no. Words. Those are the only literal words in his theme he got song. The, he got the he got the uh, well that in El Idolo. Yeah, El Idolo. Yeah. Listen, as Thank long as he, you. as long as. But uh, no, no, I I saw bits and pieces of that match. I've had a hectic week. I got my new housemate moving in. My best friends in town. I didn't get a chance to watch that match like I normally would have because normally I would have like gotten home today. Instead, I took a nap because yeah. I had to be up late to film this shit. Uh, and I would have been like, let me watch Rey Mysterio in his new, like, half-zebra gear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, fucking go against the best current, like, product of Lucha yeah. out there. Right up there with a Bray Phoenix. Speaking of God. speaking of his theme song, I just really hope they do, like, a when you watch Pulp Fiction on like, cable TV thing, where they edit out the CN Omnis. <laughs> so it's just like, Andrade! And then just silence for a few seconds. <laughs> I was like, why are those weird silences in his songs? They'll probably just rework it. They'll have CFO. Yeah, they'll put like burn. Oh, they'll nice. just have it say burn it down. It'll be <laughs> fine. Burn it. Yeah. Uh, somebody suggested, uh, I saw, I think it was a tweet, suggested that they should have uh, Andrade and Ray work a program until WrestleMania and do mask versus hair. Hair. Oh, that would be... Yeah. Isn't that Brian Alvarez's current dream match now? Yeah. That's... And mine, asshole. <laughs> uh, because because there's nothing I want more... Because, like, obviously, Almas will lose. Ray's not losing a mask the second time. This isn't WCW. Uh, but that'll give him a reason to bring back the... Uh, oh... The, the mask he had back in CMLL. Oh, that would be and, cool. And, like, we get all the, like, while he grows his hair back, and, like, that'll be all the cool, like, takeover masks and stuff where you can theme it. And fucking Lucha masks are awesome whenever you just have a design and it's not about the color scheme. Yeah. Um, I hate to cut you off there, Dylan. I, I'm looking at our show notes, and I see where a certain young man by the name of Blake Tanner has put in his two cents about something. Why does Reddit suck so much, Blake? Um, Reddit has what I like to call a hard-on complex about things that they don't know shit about. Yeah. Um, you mean, so, you mean the internet? The internet, the internet, yeah. yeah. Reddit okay. is just kind of the distillation of that. Um... And it's just the part that you visit. It is the one that I visit, but it is also a very prime distillation of what is wrong with fan bases. Um, but I was just scrolling through, doing my Reddit thing, reading the squared circle, and I came upon a post. It's just talking about how, oh, it's so early in the year, but Alabama was already just the worst crowd for any Raw or SmackDown audience. No. I'm like... Maybe we were just in a good section. We don't know how the television picked it up, but our section was on fucking fire thanks to Corey in the house in front of us just getting up and dancing. He was very good. Our section, in fact, was very nice. We had a good loud section, but you could hear the chants just kind of going through the entire arena. Yeah. And I would just like to sit here and posit a theory that maybe... What comes across on TV, based on my personal experience with a Loud House that didn't come across on TV, because I have listened to it, it sounds very quiet. Like, strangely quiet, compared to how 
loud it was in the arena. Could it also be? And I'm probably gonna. Could it also be size of arena though? Because BJCC is a relatively smaller venue compared to like their bigger shows they run in Atlanta. So therefore, you would have more people. We didn't have as many people you'd think, but with everyone as close to the mic, you'd think they'd probably pick it up as well. But yeah. they had a lot of sections closed off, so probably a lot of sound got lost in the. Uh, in the rafters, because the entire upper section didn't have fucking yeah, anyone it in was it. A, it was a good crowd, it was just not a big crowd. <laughs> it was not a huge crowd, no. It was very intense. There were some moments that I was kind of iffy on, that where I wanted them to react more. But overall, I would say they were a decent crowd, and they didn't deserve being picked as the worst crowd ever, especially when Corpus Christi exists. As someone who was... Well, they haven't been to Corpus Christi this year. <laughs> as someone who yeah. was in... You, congratulations. There have only been five, like six crowds this year? Less? Yeah. It's, it's just like, we're only two weeks in, so you're only, you're losing a very small race. I need you to take your Alabama, Alabama pride flag, just like... I, I will say, if up. it wasn't, no, if it wasn't fucking Alabama, no one would have said anything about it, because that's the entire thing that's was just in the comments, well, it's Alabama, what you gonna do about it? All them fucking dumb rednecks going in there wrestling they don't like. They didn't cheer at the Japanese woman. I mean, that's just because Becky... Did they cheer Becky, for Asuka? That's because Becky... did cheer a little bit for Asuka, but not as much when she was going up against Becky. Becky did get a lot more cheers. See, that's... You didn't that's, cheer for the Japanese. He has a point. That's <laughs> literally, you just told me that is what happened. I'm not gonna... No, we, they definitely did, just not when she went up against Becky, who got well, cheered. Well, no, I also had a fear of God put in me when Asuka ran in the ring and started screaming fucking Japanese at Becky, and I was... It was a little confusing, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't confusing, it was fucking amazing, <laughs> but because we're in Alabama, I instinctively was like, oh no, not everyone else is gonna think this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, but for a second I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. And it kind of kept me from doing anything. Yeah. Anyways, wrestling. So, you, Blake, you were telling me... I'm just thinking there's a, there's a lot of pretentious stuff going on the internet, and I'm going to meet it with my own pretentious stuff. Okay. I have a podcast. Fuck you. I have a podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. That should be our next <laughs> shirt. I have a podcast. Fuck you. Fight boys. Yeah, take that to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it printed up. In I have a podcast. Fuck, you could sell a bunch of those to the attendants. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good like generic podcast merch. I'm not gonna lie, that's why I made the join the podcast Illuminati shirt for BS. I was like, this will get numbers. Um, yeah, but Blake, you were telling me about someone found a picture, got a picture with Roman, and I found it. Homeboy still look good. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm proud that he, um, now I know, you know, that doesn't paint the full picture of what's going on inside, but the fact that he's able to, um, able to kind of keep up his workout regimen, yeah. that's always happy to see, be considering how weak, like, cancer treatments can make some people. Speaking of, have you seen Kevin fucking Owens, the smallest boy on the planet? Oh, is he back to like? Is he back to like his uh, CZW days? I don't think I don't remember CZW Owens that well, but no, he's he got <laughs> he got new tats can, up and down his arm, and he looks you, tiny, you, my dude, compared to where you, he was. I need to see this. Link? 
Can you, yeah. can you link? I can't. Linky, linky. I can't. Splicey, splicey. Blake needs to link because my screen currently has two assholes on it staring at me as I tell them about Tiny Tiny Kevin Owens. I'm, I'm going to have to fucking find that. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like super proud of him when I saw that because I know ever since he came to WWE, he was like, got to work on my fitness. And then when he got called up to main roster and he has to travel every day, he kind of leveled out, and now he's like super tired. Did you hear, did you hear the Did you hear the the story about his uh, oh his wardrobe? No, what? Where he bought he bought like he was like oh you have to wear a suit like he had to bike buy a suit or whatever, yeah. and he like he was wearing it on the main roster. They were like oh you know you can uh, can wear tap out merchandise. As well, he was like, "Oh fuck!" He was like, "I've just been wearing tap out t-shirts and fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking pants ever since." And I was like, "Oh, bless you, bless all of you." The most Kevin Owens move of I, all time. I threw it in the chat, Dylan. Yeah. Oh boy. Enjoy little. Oh boy. Oh boy. Little Owens, the brand new WWE babies. They'll make your dreams come true. So I'm not the only one who went from like. I don't care, he's getting called up to feeling so fucking sorry and ready for him to be ready to debut as Lars Sullivan. Oh, you mean the poor anxiety boy? As someone with severe anxiety issues, I was like, well, they did look at him and are like, hey, we're probably gonna put you in an angle with Cena for John Cena for WrestleMania. I think that might give me a little bit of anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Considering he has no, because because like he's a product, he's not an indie wrestler. He has no real experience yeah. in any main event scene, and then at all. Now you're going to go up against John Cena. <laughs> there was there were rumors that Triple H was getting like a little bit of blowback for that for not properly handling it. But it's like, listen. You won't know until that happens. Like, Lars is no. going to be like, hey, dude, listen, if you put me in a program with John Cena at some point, I'll probably have an exit. Like, no, that's just... Well, I mean, I don't even think Lars <laughs> knew. <laughs> yeah, so what you're saying is everything was all hunky-dory for Lars, and then suddenly Cena... What the fuck? We just got... Was standing beside him. Like, this is a wrestling podcast. We can't make musical theater jokes on this shit, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm actually proud of myself I got that one. It was a, um, it was a good good musical reference. I gotta let my theater nerd out some way. Oh, by the way, speaking of John Cena, uh, he ate a pin on Monday Night yeah, Raw. Yeah, he, he did. did. In a match where I was like, oh, Baron's in this to get pinned. Well, with <sighs> me, I was, I was purely going like, oh, it's gonna be Drew. It has to be Drew. Maybe it'll be Cena. They, they're... They're not gonna do. They're not gonna do Drew. Whoever beats Brock will do a program with yeah. Drew, and they may or may mm-hmm. and they'll probably do like a loss, and then Drew will win it. Probably, I don't know. It's really weird because I'm like 95 percent sure they're gonna try to give it to Seth, but at the same time, Finn is more popular than Seth. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like internationally, like. Oh, I mean, if you watched. Finn, uh, UK. He is. He is. He is over. He is forever yeah. over. Is Finn Balor, despite just being a smiley man. But he's not been smiley. If you watched NXT Takeover, NXT UK Takeover when he came. Oh up, my god! Holy yeah. shit! When he, when he, you mean when he fought his big-headed twin, <laughs> Jordan Devlin? 
Jordan Devlin has the weakest shoulders I've ever seen in my life. Like, just the narrowest fucking thing. So it just makes his head... His head is normal size. When the two of them squared off, it's like, oh, they have the same dimensions. And then when they turn towards the camera, it's like, oh, no. No, no, no. One of them standing like this, and the other one is like... Yeah. No. Just drew, droopy. No, but, like, the minute the lights went... Oh, wow. I have better looking shoulders. Yeah. yeah. But... You feel good about yourself tonight when you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, listen, I might not have a six-pack, but I don't look like Jordan Devlin. I'm sorry, Jordan. He does have much more abs than I do, though. Also, of course, Walter debuted, leading my dad to ask the question, I've heard the name, but who is this guy? And I'm like, just watch him chop this guy. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! We We had a debut moment. On Tuesday, didn't we, Scotty? That was so sad. Because I told I didn't realize they did 205 Live after the fact. Now, yeah. oh, did so... They? Oh, yeah. did you stick around? Yep. So we were chilling there, and I told Emily, I'm like, the show will be over at 9, we can get home around 10, that way you could be up early in the morning. She was okay. And then 205 Live happened, and I was like... And they had already announced, like, the main event, the dark main, was going to be AJ versus Daniel Bryan, which I've now seen, like, 50 times, but Blake was like, please. Well, I heard after the fact that it wasn't great and or long, it was so. All, from what I heard, Daniel came out, talked shit about the fact that Alabama got beaten by Clemson, which would have gotten booze from us, and then AJ come out and then... Something involving him doing an imitation of Stone Cold, except he got water bottles instead of beer, I think. Um, But anyways, Uh back to 205 Live, they were like, okay, your first match of the night. I did appreciate the fact that they told us what the matches were going to be. And first match was Mm -hmm. Lance Dorado versus who? Akira Tozawa? Leo Rush. Yeah, it was Leo, which made me sad that I... Feel the rush. I had to watch Leo Rush win a match, and that made me very, very sad. Um, but then they were... <laughs> I like Leo Rush as a wrestler. He's yeah. really he's really fucking talented. It wasn't a bad match. It was just... They, I felt their styles clashed more than anything. Uh, uh, yeah. He doesn't work well with yeah, Lucha. And then... Uh, which, by the way, kid in front of us fucking hates Lucha House Party, and I... I mean, I guess I know why, because they basically have cheated through their whole revival uh, rivalry. My favorite thing, he he was giving them, like, boo lucha chants, but as soon as they came out, he was doing the fucking yeah, lucha thing. Uh, but then the main event was going to be Buddy Murphy versus a brand new debuting talent we've never seen before. And I was like, my hope was Ricochet, and I know that was ill-placed. Um... <laughs> uh, who was it? Blake, who was it? Because we saw it. <laughs> Blake is chugging water in an attempt to not have to say the name because I don't remember. Blake! <laughs> um, it was some... It, it was... Um, I'm trying to remember his indie name because I feel like I would remember his indie name. Ultimo Ninja. Ultimo Ninja. But he's uh, got a different name now. There was no one named Ultimo Ninja. There was Ninja. someone named Ultimo Ninja, dude. <laughs> he got hired. Yes. He worked for like three months in NXT and then got called up to 205 Live. Um, and then me and Blake immediately... Umberto. Me and Blake immediately stood up and then left. Oh, uh, wasn't Kona Reeves? No. Oh, okay. 
Real sad. Although, uh, yeah. we didn't talk about this last week. Boy, Kona Reeves got some fucking booze at the NXT show. That was a... It was in a lot... Because, like, with NXT, the top heel is never fully booed. Because he's the top heel. So, you know, not a lot of heat. But there's always, like, that mid-carter. It used to be Elias. Now it's Kona Reeves. Where it's just atomic levels of heat on them. Mm-hmm. How is uh, how is Ciampa doing in that kind of reaction? Because I would love to boo oh, Ciampa. Oh, no, no, we still booed him. But it, you got to remember, we also okay. booed him during a DIY reunion, meaning we were like, yes, no, yes. Ooh. No. It's like that Cena return to the realm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's he's back. Fuck, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. Damn it. Do we want to take odds on when's when's the Royal Rumble? Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh no! According to Shane, it's this Sunday. It is. Yeah. This, it is this Sunday. According to Shane. Thank you for picking up on that. Anyway, uh, do we want to take bets now on whether or not the demon shows up? It kind he kind of has to though. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Do we believe that they will give up Brock versus Seth at WrestleMania to have? Uh, to have Finn win at Royal Rumble so that Brock can just be Brock and do whatever. Oh, no, but what would be better would be Finn versus Seth at Mania, but that wouldn't happen. Well, th- we've seen Finn versus Seth before. We haven't seen Demon Finn versus Seth. We haven't seen Demon Finn at fucking... Uh, at WrestleMania, what? ever. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't he demon in the... This is why it would be a good story, and I wouldn't put it past them, but it's also why I wouldn't put it past them, because it's a good story. Um, that Wasn't it Demon Balor versus Seth for the first ever un, uh, Universal Championship Universal match? Universal title. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be, you know, a chance at redemption for Seth. Exactly. Uh but they also want to. They're they're like Seth is the guy. Everybody says Seth is the guy, and we're just like, you guys can't just have a uh, the guy anymore. You know how New Japan has like four dudes that can main event their biggest show at any point in time. Yeah, you guys, you guys don't have that because no. you brought him Brock Lesnar. Um, always. And don't and, get me wrong. I I really I I deeply respect Brock Lesnar as a businessman. And as an athlete, not as an MMA person, he drugs too much. Uh, but... Jesus. Oh, that's good. You see, a, you see a recent picture of him. He went to like U U U N U M and like like wrestled with like their heavyweight. Oh yeah, he did some mat wrestling. Uh, yeah. yeah, he looked he looked he looked real tiny now. Yeah, someone yeah. someone posted that and said Brock Lesnar looking like a human now. Yeah, instead of a shaved gorilla. Anyway. I uh, I deeply respect respect Brock, but their decision to constantly go with with him has destroyed everything. Yeah. yeah. But you guys know who would never destroy everything? Gazi, because you uh, you put him down too much. He has no self he has no self confidence now. You've destroyed it. <laughs> I've already destroyed Gazi, which we're gonna talk about in the next segment. But which wait? Oh, this is the Scotty cast. I didn't know that. He, that means Gazi's going to turn around and try to destroy us. What have you done? I'm fine with that. We it's three on one, motherfucker. Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll heel turn real quick. <laughs> no, it won't be. Because you know what? It may be Gazi against us and all of our fine patrons at, at patreon.com/slash a load of BS. BS. 
That's right. That's the website where you can support the uh, BS boys. You can support the fight boys. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that fucker who is not Vinny's son, Gazi. Uh, and then, of course, hey. you get access to our... Kayfabe. You get access... Well, hold on. Hold on now. In kayfabe now. Uh, and also, in addition to that, <laughs> you get access to our exclusive Discord where you can hang out and chat with us, and it helps support the show and keep it going at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, boys, before we get into my ROH talk, we need to address... Was, was Chuck Taylor there? Dylan... Chuck Taylor was there. Oh, and no. it was going to be in the main or not the main event, but like as an exclusive honor club match, the best friends versus the Briscoe brothers for the fucking ROH titles. Well, Trent had a family emergency leading Chuck to have to find a new partner. And was it cheeseburger? He could have gotten It's not cheeseburger. He could have gotten fucking anybody juice robinson was there he could have gotten juice no he could no he no he couldn't have (laughs) he literally less than two weeks ago threw a chair (laughs) juice robinson's face okay hey buddy listen i knew i gave you a concussion at new year's dash you come tag with me i think we could be champs no he fucking couldn't jesus christ man did somebody throw a chair at your head did you get a concussion (laughs) it's all right dylan because you know what he got a veteran he got a a 16 year veteran of the business cult fucking cabana betraying us is Chucky e. T. He's now playing us by getting our mortal enemy to tag with him. By the way, I would like to I would like to point out that actually does sound like a really fun tag team. Colt and uh Colt and Chuck. Yeah. Uh, like that sounds like that has like comedy chops and like legitimate like wrestling ability. I'm sure yeah. not against the Briscoes who are at this point just hard like essentially like ex-con levels of grizzled asshole (laughs) no i'm not gonna lie it was a good fucking match i'm not even gonna lie but he still teamed with our mortal enemy so yo at your mortal enemy for the last time we aren't married this isn't a collective (laughs) i'm not like like somehow bound to you because we're on this podcast okay okay Okay, okay. <laughs> I love busting his chops, but I can't ever go up against my my sweet stingy boy Colt Cabana. Yeah, if he has the Chuck Taylor seal of endorsement, like like he's back, he's back in the in, we, in the black as far as we're concerned. I think we have to follow him now. Yeah, we have to. Come on. No, I'm sorry, yo, at sexy Chucky T. How dare you fucking team with our mortal podcast enemy Colt Banana? <laughs> Boom boom, Colt Banana. <laughs> Colt is that Colt Banana the Boom Boom Man. D- by the way, by the way, that sounds like a great. So you make a you make a banana split, but you take like uh, caramel schnapps, pour it over the top of it. That's a Boom Boom Colt <laughs> Banana. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you just pour some Colt Forty Five over it. <sighs> no, no, because I have taste. <laughs> so. I also included... Billy D. Williams is hurt by your remarks. For, okay. Uh, Billy D. Williams wouldn't put Cole 45 <laughs> on ice cream. 
<laughs> Billy D. Williams has common sense, Blake. So I did also include, if you guys will go to the Twitter, the picture I took of Chuck and Colt teaming, and it does look like Chuck is mean mugging straight down the barrel of my camera. And it's, I'm still, I'm still sad you didn't get a chance to meet him to beg him for uh, to follow us again. Well, no, no, no. Instead of that, um, instead of that, I met a different person. And also, both me and Gazi may end up on two separate ROH star travel series because uh, I guess I'll speak for Gazi because he's not here. He brought Vinny a present. Because it, Was it a paternity test? Well, hold on. Don't get it. Don't get ahead of me now. He brought Vinny a present to the venue, and he saw. I guess Dalton and Vinny went to like the Atlanta Puppet fucking museum or some shit. So they you get him a creepy puppet. Yeah. So they got out of the their car together, and so Gazi went and said hello to them, and then he goes, "Oh wait, hold on, Dalton. Can you give Vinny this present for me?" Keep in mind, these people travel from everywhere, on planes. Gauzy bought him a fucking knife. (laughs) (laughs) Gauzy bought a fucking knife. That's the, where's Gauzy from? Is he also from Alabama? I don't know where he's from because we were talking. I was like, oh, I had to drive like an hour, 30 minutes. Gauzy was like, I had to drive five hours to get here. And I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck, you know they're gonna be in a like a closer venue tomorrow, right? Um, so because of that, um Dalton then filmed him, so that's probably gotta go on Planet Peacock. But in addition to that, Chiboy brought my own present for Vinny, and it was a real ass paternity test proving that Gazi is in fact not the son of Vinny. And I walked up with it, and then Matt Taven immediately goes, no, you need to walk up and let me film this. <laughs> <laughs> so, my it was the so, best... Wait, can we... Can, do we follow Matt Taven? Can we follow Matt Taven? Like, I know there's a lot of hate for Matt Taven. A lot of people think he's bland and boring. I fucking love Matt Taven. Oh, no, no. Uh, we already followed him. I've been following him, waiting for the video to pop up, because I just went, I've got a real-ass paternity test, and Vinny, you are not the father. And then they just go full Maury and just start jumping up and down with glee and hugging each other. <laughs> And at the same time, Dalton... Did, you, did, did he then pan to fucking Gazi, who looks sad as fuck? I wish he did. But then after that, since I guess it was because he was filming his show at the same time, Dalton walks behind us, sees the chaos, and then starts filming Gazi saying, This guy gave him a knife! This guy's giving out knives, everybody! This is a murder boy right here! I'm like, damn it! I want to be on every show on YouTube now. And you didn't even get to shill the podcast. Um, I did almost. I was going to be like, we here at Fight Boys Laboratories have proven without a shadow of a doubt that he is not the father. And then we gave him the the uh, manila envelope that I had prepared. So Vinny now just has that, I guess. No, a trash can at that arena has that. 
<laughs> you know, I'd like to think that's a joke until me and Ghazi during intermission went back to where they were sitting and found the envelope sitting there. Oh, but yeah, other than that, ROH was, you, you know all the rants Dylan goes on about Delirious and how ROH is actually not a good product? You mean like the one he went on like 15 minutes ago? 30, I, but yeah. I used to be like, well, maybe it's a little bit bad, but they've got all this great talent. That's sure to back it all up. No. Now that the elite is gone. Oh, man. That's left a big hole in that thing that they tried to fill by giving Juice Robinson some weird anime team. I actually really like the. I didn't have him watch the promo, but like the makeup, the picture they <laughs> posted of him next to Tennille Dashwood. Fucking Bandito and mm-hmm. uh, fucking Haskins and uh, David Finley. And I forget who the fuck the last member is. I always forget who the last I member. I think you of that got group them is. all because it's six. It's Ju- no, no. It's six people. It's Juice Tennille, David Finley, Bandito, who was the most over person in that arena tonight. Haskins. He teamed with Rey Mysterio. You can't be more over than the person that teamed with Rey yeah. Mysterio against the Elite <laughs> and Kota Ibushi at fucking All In. You can't. He main evented the greatest show of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that... I don't know. It was a good situation, I guess. I did like someone took the picture of them like all together and just put the caption. If someone ever asks me to explain what anime is, I'm just gonna show them this picture. Juice Juice Robinson Juice Robinson looks like a straight up JoJo character. Oh, he is. Yeah, I'll be honest though. As soon as I saw a weird anime team, I was kind of into yeah. it. Like I I feel like they're between them, the Kingdom, Villain Enterprises, uh, the Briscoes probably teaming up with like Silas, Spear City Bruiser, and the one other fucker from Minnesota. Yeah, like. There's there's a decent chance for faction warfare if written and like booked by somebody who didn't suck at booking. Um, um, mm-hmm. Also, I've been seeing this brought up more and more as time goes on. But the fact that Sinclair, which is a horrible horrible co- corporation, that I'm very sad that Ring of Honor is under, um, they just don't give Ring of Honor any money. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me sad because they could have such better production values. After seeing how good All In was, I don't know if I could ever go back to watching regular Ring of Honor. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. After watching that Supercard last year, whichever year, not this last year, the year before, wherever it was, Cody versus Kenny. Like at the first show for their streaming service that crashed a billion times. Yeah. After watching that... Like, watching that after, after that point, years of watching New Japan's ca- camera work, I was like, I can't fucking do this, man. This is... <sighs> yeah. Because, like, like, the quality of feed... Because, like, if you watch, like, an indie show and, the, like, the feed quality isn't great, you're like, whatever. Like, you put it on a different tier. But, like, the, the quality of the camera was good. The quality of the camera work was horrible. And I can't yeah. go back. Also, can I just say, and I hate to say this, because the weirdest match of the night... Was Aldis versus PJ Black, who, by the way, looks like old man Logan now, and I'm really digging it. But because. <laughs> Wait, like Nick Aldis? Like the NWA champion. Yeah, it was an NWA title match that I got to see with Aldis versus PJ Black. But 
because the American treasure. Yes, because that match, it, every match before that had been like Ring of Honor, so just fast pace and stunt heavy, and don't really care too much about psychology. That match rolled around, and Aldis, you know, wants to have that kind of good, slow paced NWA style match that did not play to the crowd at all. And then the weirdest spot to me is it was an NWA, it was a title match. And between, in the match, Camille grabs the title, throws it to Aldis, and then starts distracting the referee. And then PJ somehow gets the title, then throws it back, then drops onto his back to do the Eddie Guerrero spot. Here's the problem. That spot is... That's meant to get you dis- the other person disqualified. You will not become the champion if you lose my DQ. Yeah. yeah. It was on par with when Jericho pushed the ref into the ropes during that no DQ match. No, at that point, I feel like he was doing it as a callback to the other match he had. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember you bringing that one up. But So, yeah, Ring of Honor was a thing. It wasn't exactly memorable, which made me sad, because usually there's always at least like one memorable thing from their shows. But Listen, you know what's going to be memorable? Memorable AEW, man. Chris Jericho's behind it. He laid out a whole timeline of how he was like, I don't matter in WWE, but I can I can make this company work, mm-hmm. which which almost makes me okay with Kenny leaving, even though, like, uh, so I didn't get to tell the story. So I, I stayed up and I watched uh, most. I watched all of it. Uh, I fell asleep for the first hour and then watched the first hour after the rest of it when it went, like, on recording. Uh, but, like, I... I uh, I actually felt the energy leave my body whenever Kenny Omega lost lost the title <laughs> match at the end. Oh, we talked about it on last week's episode. The you you kind of mm-hmm. you you defended me. Blake wanted to be like, you want to talk about how Dylan's a sad boy. And you were like, no, no, we don't, <laughs> because you had to talk. Because I feel like it because you had to talk to me live, and you knew I was actually really sad about that. So but, do you uh, want to talk about how you were a sad boy now? <laughs> it wasn't so much I was sad. Is that like? You ever get to, like, the end of a good, like, TV show series or, like, the end of, like, a good anime and you're just like, oh, man, I'm so glad this journey happened. Like, I gotta see this, but I'm so, like, sad that this is over. That's how I felt when Kenny Omega lost at Wrestle Kingdom. Because, like, that that was the legit end of what had been, like, me fully supporting Bullet Club and then later Kenny... Like, since I got back into wrestling back in whenever, yeah. whenever AJ won the title. Yeah. So like, be that, I was like, oh shit, like, those, those are synonymous. And now I still support New Japan because it's an amazing company, but I'm like, oh fuck, like, I don't have the people to cheer for and to root for like I always did. And I was like, really, really sad about that. Um, I'll, have granted, as, I'll have someone as soon as Hiromu comes back, and I'll be like, my good Catboy's back. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anybody at the moment, because, like, you I support can't... Bullet Club, but I hate Jay White so god He's too good. He's too good at being a heel. It's like Ciampa. I was like, I can't even root for you. I know you're good at your job. I can't even root for you. I hope someone punches you in the face. It's it's commendable. It's commendable. Oh, like, Tama uh, posted a picture of them. I think it was either the day of Wrestle Kingdom or the day before, and Jay is, like, dressed up in, like, this total pimp suit, and the whole time yeah. I'm like, Fuck this guy, but damn, he looks good. It's like ma- mafia boss. Oh, it was it was so good. He's Level he's going 100. to he's, he's going to be he's going to be a champion. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but he's going to be a champion. Yep. 
But you know who are champions to me? People who buy the weird shirts you make? you damn right over at merch.alotepurebs.com, motherfucker! That's right, that's the website where you can get shirts for all your favorite BS Network programs, from fun fiction to opposite attractions, and of course, Fight Boys. You get shirts letting people know that you're a fight boy for life, fight and boy shirts for the hardcore of us, and then of course, shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars from Canada Charlie to Felix Ball. They've all got merch at Merch.aloadofpurebs.com But now, boys, it's time to cut things over to a a little place that I know and I love. Based in Birmingham, Alabama, it's the JWF, because it's time for Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined, as always, by the most regal man in the world, it's Captain Tears. I'm wearing my gold-studded pants tonight, Silv. How do you like it? Oh, they're fat. There are a lot of studs around the, the, the dick area, Tibbs, but otherwise, it's fantastic. Gotta pay for protection. That's right. We are, Tibbs, we are getting ready for my favorite pay-per-view of the year, the Regal Rumble. Of course, it's going to have the Regal Rumble match. 30 men enter that ring to fight for a chance to be in the main event of Wrestlepalooza. And then, of course, Tibbs, we're going to see Mojo Gruff take on the Dillon for the JWF Captain's Championship. But it seems like the Dillon, he's been changed in recent weeks. What do you think? You know, Sills, there comes a time in every man's life where he has to go off and be on his own for a while. Really rethink his priorities. Think about who they are, what they really want, what they care for, how much ass they're really really willing to kick, and do they want to fuck bears? <laughs> uh, and I think the Dillon's at this point I, in his life. That's right. I mean, we haven't heard anything from the Dillon since he went off to his training camp up in Alberta. He's, he's not sent any texts, any information letting us know about what's going on. He's been on a quest. To become he's a, in a cave right now. That's right. He's been on a quest to become a good man, to become a better man. But, of course, his opponent, Mojo Gruff, he thinks that good that good is just a facade. I mean, we've seen the Dylan do wicked things in the past, Tibbs. I mean, but Mojo Gruff, Mojo Gruff's going to say one more thing to the Dylan. Let's hear what he's got to say. So, it appears as though the Dylan refuses to answer my call. He refuses to awaken his true self. He stays on his farm. He trains day in, day out, praying, wishing that his efforts will bring forth some newfound righteousness within himself. But, you see, you cannot have the light without the dark, you cannot have the strength of a god without feeling the darkness of Lucifer. We are all things. And unfortunately, Dylan, as you try to chip away and hide the darkness that we all know you possess, you're also hiding any shred of goodness you have left. And that's why, at the Regal Rumble, I will not be facing the Dylan. I will only be facing a shell 
of what that man once was. And that's why I'm here to make the Dylan one last offer. One last plea to let his demons come out and dance with mine. Because I don't want to beat a shell of Dylan. No, no, no. I want to beat the multiple time champion, the dominator, the lord of the smart side. I want to beat the Dylan. Which is why I went to Captain Tibbs and I got him to make our match with no disqualifications. That's right, Dylan. You can slam as many chairs across my back as you wish. You can put me through every table around the ring, and most importantly, you can punch me straight between the legs as many times as you wish, and it will be perfectly legal. You can let your evil side play, Dylan, but so can I. And believe me, at the Regal Rumble, my demons, (laughs) they will not be coming to dance. They will be coming to burn the very heart out of you. (laughs) Well, Tim, some frightening words from Mojo Gruff there, but it looks like Looks like there are some added stakes to that match now. No disqualification. That's That sounds amazing. It's so amazing, Sills, that I don't remember doing it. Ah, Tibbs, you don't remember a lot of things. It's perfect. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, don't worry about it, Tibbs. But speaking... Voodoo man made me forget. <laughs> well, let's talk about men who do feel comfortable, and one man who's definitely going to be looking comfortable heading into the Regal Rumble matches, of course, Papa Bliss. The man who last week won the second wind, an opportunity to re-enter the Rumble after he's already been eliminated. It's a second chance at victory. And Tibbs, I mean, let me tell you something. Last year, we know Canada Charlie didn't take advantage of it, but I, I think Papa Bliss, Papa Bliss may be the first person to ever actually use it successfully. Well, you know, Sills, they say one thing about Papa Bliss and that he's also America's Papa. That's right. And he holds true the ideals of every papa in America. He's truly a shining example of what it should be to be a real papa, and I think we can all learn a little something from him. Uh, All right, Tibbs. Well, speaking of papas, let's talk about a man that you, of course, are papa to, Canada Charlie who, of course, last week before Papa Bliss uh, eliminated Felix Ball, Felix Ball almost betrayed Canada Charlie. He turned on his uh, on his student, tossing him out of the ring and tossing Charlie out of his chances of possibly getting that second win. Tibbs, how did you feel when that happened? I felt like I wanted to be a better Papa, but the better Papa of my nature got the better of my Papa. And so I couldn't be a papa to my son as he was betrayed like I knew he was going to be. I couldn't have said I told you so because I knew that to be the best papa I could be, like Papa Bliss, is the papa that we all need to be. I had to let him learn this lesson on his own. Well, Tibbs, I'm not sure what any of that means, but 
I'll tell you, the Canada crew, the Lumberjack, Canada Charlie, Felix Ball, they had themselves a little meeting of the minds earlier today to try to sort out exactly what happened last week. Let's have a listen. Hey, old there, uh, hmm? Felix, uh, do, uh, so do, uh, do we need to talk about what happened last week? <laughs> Sorry, what do you mean, Boyle? I mean, when you you toss me over the dad garden rope, I mean, I mean, just, just gosh darn, I, I thought you were gonna help me. You're gonna make me better, stronger, to help me win, things like that. I, I thought you were gonna be the one to help me become the JWF champion. What happened? <laughs> oh, really? Really, kid? That's what you thought all this time. Look, let me. Set the record straight for you, Boyo. You are still the student, and I am still the teacher. I am the master, and if anyone here deserves to hold that JWF title, it's me. You see, I let you fiddle with the idea that you were the leader of this here group for a long time, but the truth is, it's always been me. It's always, since day one, been me. I'm the one who won your matches. I'm the one who got you the opportunities. Hell, when it came down to it, I did the one thing you couldn't, and that's beat your father. So, unfortunately, as much as people want to stir up drama here, last week, well, it wasn't a betrayal. No, no, all I was doing, Charlie, I was reminding you of your place. And if you disagree with that, I'm sure the lumberjack would be more than willing to put you down because, you see, this tall Redwood here, he doesn't listen to you. He doesn't like you. Just like your father. You see, Charlie, I'm the only one that likes you here. I'm the only one who cares about you, and I took you under my wing because, well, darn it, I felt sorry for you. You see, I wanted to mold you into someone that I could be proud of. But unfortunately, that day... That day's still a long way away, Charlie. Because despite what your fancy little t-shirt says there, you're not a winner. You're the loser. You always have been, and if you keep your tone up, you always will be. So, be a good student, sit down, know your place, and how about you shut your mouth before disrespecting me one more time, boy? Oh, I, uh, I, okay. Wow, Tibbs, that was more somber than I think we've ever seen Candidate Charlie before. That was, that was almost sad. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I've abandoned my boy. Well, Tibbs, I mean. I've abandoned him <laughs> to that giant. That dense son of a bitch. That's that's right, Tibbs. Ah. Well, unfortunately, ah. it looks like he's ah. still ah. with Felix Ball. We thought it was a betrayal. We thought it was a breaking up of the Canadian crew, but it looks like they're still together. But there's a little bit of a change. The Canada Charlie is no longer the leader. It looks like it's now... Felix Ball, and I think that means some bad things for the future of the JWF. 
No. You see, that's where he got your souls. That's where he got all you. That's where he gets everybody. He he was always a leader. He was always the one calling the shots. That's Felix Ball. You don't know him like I know him. You never fought with him like I fought with him. You never stood toe-to-toe and watched as he ripped every single thing away from you. I know that man. I know that man like any man knows his greatest enemy, his worst demons. I hate Felix Ball in ways that you could not conceive. (laughs) And he has everything that I ever cared for. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart every day. Well, Tibbs, I hate to I hate to say it, but we gotta keep moving on, buddy. I mean, I know you just doesn't feel too good, but we gotta. All right, it's okay. I got a present for you. Oh, oh, okay, Tibbs. Well, before that, how about we talk about we talk about a match that I'll be honest, I am looking forward to at the Regal Rumble, and that is for the JWF Tag Team Champions as the VWO, our current champions, take on Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, the man no- men known as the BS. Now, the VWO and the BS, that's a rivalry that's existed for ages, almost as long as the JWF has been around. The BS have faced the VWO, and they're going to do it one more time at the Regal Rumble. How do you feel about it, Tibbs? Just about the same that I always felt when those two fought each other, and that's like a Proud Papa. Proud Papa. Uh, well, okay, Tibbs. Uh, how, 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 it's a little tender, sorry. How about this? How about we move on to the main event? Because you said you had an announcement to make, an announcement revolving around the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, and I, I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear it. And, and more importantly, I think you'll you'll appreciate it. It's mostly just me doing my job, but... I don't know, sometimes I can even go above and beyond the call of duty when I really need to. Oh, all right, Tibbs. I, I guess we'll go to the ring. Tell us tell us what you got to do. All right, give me a microphone. <clears throat> oh, my bursitis. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen of the JWF, what I'm about to say, it really does pain me. Despite my own personal feelings, I always try to stay neutral. I always try to keep out of championship business. I always try to let things be settled in the ring. But tonight I'm going to have to do something that I've never had to do before. And it's not going to be easy. So let's just... What I'm about to do is... Something shameful. It's going to bring shame on this company, but I think an even greater shame would be to let these atrocities continue on week after week. Uh, But, well, let's start out. And I'm, I'm going to have to ask Brunch Boy Baron Corbin to come out to the ring right now. Well, I'm not exactly sure what Tibbs is doing here, but it looks like our JWF champion brunch boy Baron Corbin coming down to the ring, looking proud, looking smug, and looks like he's grabbing a microphone. Let's hear what he's got to say. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Tibbs, but I heard you call me out, brunch boy, Baron Cor... I heard that, but you see, here's the problem. You forgot a very important part of my title, and that's JWF Champion. No. No, I didn't forget anything, Baron. I know you think the captain's mind is going in his old age, but... Well, let me give you the long and short of it. I didn't call you out as the JWF champion, because as far as I'm concerned, you're not worthy of that damn championship. After you viciously assaulted our referees for weeks on end, our security teams, and after your scandalous, your horrifying, your evil attacks on my commentary partner, one of my best friends and oldest, oldest compatriots, Silver Spoon. You have left me no choice. Baron Corbin, you have made a mockery of that JWF championship, and every second that that belt sits around your waist adds to the embarrassment. This company will not stand to have such a heinous, vicious, horrifying individual as their champion, and I am saying that in light of your recent indignation towards this company, towards its employees, towards its good, hard-working people, and most importantly, me, you, Baron Corbin, are officially stripped of the JWF title. What? And suspended for 60 what? days. No. You heard no. it. Get you out of my ring. You can't do this to me. Get this is ridiculous. Right now, you're out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to step away from the booth. Okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Just one. Selves, don't even, don't give in near this. Now listen here. Hold on a second, Tibbs. Because you know something? I actually agree with you. Brunch boy Baron Corbin, well, he is an embarrassment to this company. Brunch boy Baron Corbin, well, yeah, he certainly deserves to have his ass tossed out of this company, and Brunch boy Baron Corbin, well, he certainly deserves to lose that JWF title, but here's the thing, Tibbs. I don't want you to take the title away from me. I want to do it. Because I've said before that nothing could make me come out of retirement. Said before that I'm a commentator now. That I must respect respect the uh, authority of the commentary booth. But Baron, seeing that belt around your waist makes me sick. And I'm willing to step out from behind that booth over there and lace up my boots one more time to kick your ass six six ways to Sunday and take back the JWF title that I made prestigious. So, Tibbs, I know the kind of man you are. I know you like to worry, but I don't give a damn if you're worried about me. I don't give a damn if you're scared to put me in that match. See, the fact of the matter is... I want Baron Corbin at the Regal Rumble, and I want to bring honor back to JWF Wrestling. Well, Sills, gotta say it's an honor to see you 
wanting to come out of retirement to fight me, but do you really think you can hold up? Can those brittle old bones of yours last that long walk down to the ring? I mean, you're certainly still tough coming back after all those beatings I've given you, but could you really survive one more? Oh, believe me, I, I can survive a whole hell of a lot than that, but you know, you know, speaking of those beatings, I think I got a receipt for you right here, brunch boy. Spoon, what are you doing? You just leveled the JWF champion that I was going to make the... He's unloading. He's just silver spoon, punch after punch to brunch boy. He's got him on the ground. A beautiful barrage of punches. Ladies and gentlemen, I am commentating this less than five feet away from the action. Everybody in the arena is going crazy. And silver spoon, he's in the corner just opposite me. Look at him go. He's setting up. Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Hot Lariata! Taking down the brunch boy in the center of the ring. Sells has got the title. He's holding it high above his head. It looks like we've got a match at the Regal Rumble. But it looks like he's not done yet. Well, Tibbs... I'd like to thank you for doing my job for a minute there, but let me tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen. After three weeks of being shelled by the JWF champion, it feels good to actually be able to be the voice ending the show. And I'm going to be the voice that says at the at the Regal Rumble, there's going to be a new JWF champion, and his name is Silver Spoo. But for right now... In order to find out what happens next with all of our great competitors and in order to see just how bad I can beat Baron's ass around this arena, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night Wolf. Whoa! Finally! Sylphs is back! I'm so proud of the boy. What? <laughs> you all right there, I'm buddy? sorry, I got a little choked choked up there. It's almost like I can't speak. Proud of you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> well, Blakey T, it's been an episode. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake Atana on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Things coming out soon, probably, hopefully, maybe at that channel. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Oh shit! What did you learn this week? Oh yeah, we should do that. Um, you know, I learned that I'm okay with my position of just missing something from every wrestling show I watch. And I learned that apparently it doesn't take much for Dylan to turn heel on us and join Gazi. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, or Colt Cabana, or Colt Cabana, <laughs> and then of course, make sure to check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS dot com, ladies and gentlemen. We got fun fiction, we've got opposite attractions, lots of great shows for you over there. So check that out. Make sure to support us at uh, at Patreon dot com slash a load of BS, or by picking up some merch at merch dot a load of pure BS dot com. And of Buy course, our shit. 
remember to uh, check us out live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash a load of BS. You can watch us record all of our shows live. The only one I don't do live is Fun Fiction, and that's just because it's hard to do that show live. But otherwise, you can ch- you can see us live over there, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, remember to rate us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, do all that great stuff. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, well, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>